Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This week, we'll be going over all of Week Three's games and sending our condolences to Christian McCaffrey's fantasy owners. No, I, actually, no, I'm sorry. That's from last year. Let me just... And giving our condolences to Christian McCaffrey's fantasy managers. back it's the third shift football podcast i'm josh atkins with neil tarver neil how's it going today oh it's going fine i got some indian food waiting for me upstairs so excited for that hey there you go i had tacos with ground turkey on a taco tuesday for dinner so that was good ground turkey and a taco try and be healthy try and be lose some pounds lose some lbs um neil week three is the NFL has a theme this year, in my opinion, and it's just weird. I don't everything. know. Everything. everything is so weird. Why Every- was this week so weird? I was so little disclosure in my personal life. I was traveling this week for a family wedding and I was traveling back on Sunday and I was like, you know, this slate didn't look like they had one game, the Bucks Rams, which was like super strong, but it is, it is what it is. And I was traveling and I get off from my connection, just kind of look and be like, what the fuck is going on out there right now? Yeah. This um, is a terrible week to miss. Holy crap. Yeah, you poor planning. Whoever oh. whoever. I'm just teasing. Just teasing. Planning a wedding is nightmarish. And I am speaking from just doing it right now. So um this is some news for those who care. Josh Gordon, uh, all po- all pro wide receiver, has been reinstated by the NFL because the man likes his weed. And uh, anyway, he is now with the Kansas City Chiefs, which God fuck me, don't need that. But Neil is happy. Uh, Neil, what do you think this means for the Chiefs before we recap the games? Honestly, I don't think it means that much. Um, It's good. I'm glad it's happened. I think if in a good world, he takes over that kind of Sammy Watkins X receiver role, which the Chiefs have struggled to fill this year. But it's it's just such a low risk, high reward maneuver because Josh Gordon is a weird player because we're all remembering 2013 Josh Gordon, which he will never be again. Let's be honest ourselves. But if he can be 2018 Josh Gordon again, that chief's offense will be deadly, but we'll see. He's been out of the league for a while. I know he keeps in great shape, which he's always been like a workout nut. So he's probably in pretty good shape, but we'll see how he does. Also the chiefs are notorious for taking a while on uh, bringing guys in. Like you come in and you just stay around forever. They like who they like. And it just, We'll see. Um, I think it's just a good low-risk maneuver for the Chiefs. He, he, I had to look this up. Do you know how old, old he is without looking? Unfortunately, I already have his Wikipedia page up right now, so he's 30. <laughs> I mean, he that's not even old. No, but he was drafted in 2012. I know. It feels like forever. Like, seriously, forever. Um, yeah, I think it helps. I don't think it fixes their issues, but their issues are fixable. No, but who's going to fix their issues? Who are they going to sign that's going to fix their issues? It's not Gary and Conley. Maybe Richard Sherman, but he doesn't really do much. Man, I'm not, I'd have to look at the Chiefs zone usage. I I just don't know. The Chiefs need to improve internally. I don't think there's anybody right now that they could bring in that's going to fix that team. No, but we'll get to them in a little bit. We're going to start. Uh, they'll be part of our big four games that we're going to recap. Neil, we're going to start, though, with the game that you mentioned earlier, 
uh, Fox's America's Game of the Week. That's the Buccaneers and the Rams. Um, one team lived up to the bill. The other team, uh, well, they just lost. This is plain and simple. The Rams won 34 to 24. Neil, my takeaway is the Rams are the best team in the NFL right now. Three games in. I know it's very early. We got a long, long way to go. I think Matthew Stafford has put this offense in the hyperspeed. And that and Aaron Donald this is the best player in the game. Next to Mahomes. Like he just changes the game completely. Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald's freaking dominant force. He had some plays in that game, like a screen pass in the fourth quarter where he just flashed out there and took that guy down in space, which is scary for a defensive tackle. But yeah, Stafford's been real good for this offense. He's added the deep ball back to this offense. He's added a little uh, creativity in the pocket. God, they look good. I also like Deshaun Jackson looks good. He was getting behind the defense again. He still looks fast. And he's Um, old. Like old for a receiver, especially Mm. especially for a small little speedster. Yeah, he's getting up there. But yeah, the Rams just look really complete. I want to say is the word. They have a good O line. They have a really good deep receiving core. Maybe not any true standouts there. As good as I think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are, they're not like the number one guys you take at their position. But they have a good deep receiving core and a defense which can hold guys. Like they can get pressure because Aaron Donald is just there, and that's it. I think Cooper Cup's a, a, wide res, a WR1. I think he's the number one guy. I don't think Woods is anymore, but, yeah, the talent's there. And then Higby's a really good tight end for what they do. You want to hear Matthew Stafford's QBR? Sure. 89 and a half. That's yeah. high. They go out of 100, like zero out of 100, everybody. That's ridiculous. That's some great football. I mean, they just – it's just so fun to watch. They're like the Chiefs offense. It's just Stafford doesn't do the Mahomes type of place, but he doesn't have to when he doesn't have to move in the pocket. I This is the Stafford I think everybody envisioned in Detroit. The problem is Detroit's front office never built a team like this. No, this is the most complete team Stafford's ever had around him. There were, there were some good Lions teams there, but this is the most complete team. This is a damn good football team. Damn good team. I think for the Bucs, um, you just chalk it up, you move on. I well, think they were Tom, injured. Yeah, they were injured, but I think Tom looked good. Yeah, the offense looked good. Uh, Giovanni Bernard looked really good in that game. Uh, but for me, it's the defense is just banged up. I think they lost Jamel Dean to injury early in that game. Sean Murphy bunting still out. Antonio Brown is out, which for the Buccaneers isn't the biggest deal. They have such a deep receiving core that while Antonio Brown would have been better than Scotty Miller, let's say, or uh, Tyler Johnson, he would have been better than those two they're not the biggest downgrades in the world. So the Bucks were a bit banged up. So if you're a Bucks fan, you can lean on that for a rematch, but I, know I don't Gronk know. I thought... got hurt too. Yeah. Have you heard anything on that? No, not yet. I, I wouldn't panic though. They got Cameron Bray and, uh, oh gosh, Howard. What's his first name? Um, he's tied in from Alabama. Oh, OJ was... Howard. OJ Howard. They're fine. Like they're like Gronk's great. But they're fine. Um, their secondary really concerns me. I know they're injured, but man, it looks bad. Yeah, it didn't look good. But yet again, they're injured. But I think they're like top two corners are out. They're just just let them get healthy before we get too down on them. No, you know how many yards Tommy's thrown for? It's a lot. Ten eighty seven. 
1087. That's not even the top stat guy. Derek Carr has the most passing yards in week three with 1,203. My God. Are we going to have a five, multiple, oh my gosh, multiple 5,000 yard passers? Let's be careful. Derek Carr's done this before. Now I'll be the first person to argue that Derek Carr is better than national perception, but yes, yes, this is maybe not MVP. All right, Neil, are you going to rant like last week with the chiefs or are we going to actually, you know, blame the turnovers being the problem and their defense needs to get their shit together? Yeah, I said that last week too. <laughs> but are you? Is this going to be an angry rant, or just like they just need to get their shit together because this is not what they should be? So fortunately, due to the fact I was in Washington D.C. and couldn't, I didn't actually get. I watched the game later, but I didn't watch it live. So I've my much calmer. I don't have like the hot flash in the pan reactions. I got Damn. to watch it later. I got to sit down and be like, "Hmm, yes, this is terrible." So let's start on the Chargers side because I don't want to make everything about the Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers looked really good. Justin Herbert looked good. Their offense moved the ball. Now they didn't run as well as I thought they would, but who cares when you're throwing for almost 300 yards and barely getting stopped at every play? Uh, the defense looked okay. I still have some problems with it. They can still get some pressure with Joey Bosa, but the Chiefs were moving the ball relatively at will most of the time until they were coughing it up for zero freaking reason and i will say this the chiefs do move the ball at will it does not matter what the hell you put out there on defense they still get in the red zone damn near yeah. every time yeah the o-lines the o-lines getting better in my opinion they're starting to gel and that's starting to be a better <laughs> unit they're distributing the ball jody fortson got some touches marcus kemp was getting targets byron pringle was getting targets they're spreading the ball around but now travis kelsey is still feeding but yes. So they're spreading the ball around. The Chiefs' offense looks fine. Now they do need to cut down on the turnovers. That's six turnovers now in the last game and a half. Oh, let's just say two games. That's six turnovers in the last two games, Yikes. which is – that's not good. You're not going to win football games like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of talent you have. But I, no. I just think the name of the game is their defense. We said at the start of the season, they just had to be average. And they've been way below average. They've been horrific. They were better in this game. I'll I'll give them that. They stopped the Chargers on like the first two drives of the game. They stoned the Chargers. They got some key stops later in the game. Like uh, I think it was like it was 24 to 21. The Chargers were in the red zone on like the goal line. The Chiefs stoned them to hold them to a field goal. So the defense showed some improvement, maybe playing with a little more bite, a little more attitude, but they were still getting carved up. Now they were down two of their top three corners. Rashad Fenton went out with an injury. Javarius Ward went down with an injury. But that also doesn't really matter when your pass rush isn't getting home anyway. No, which is the problem. They got to get pass rush. To me, this game is on the offense. You cannot turn the ball over four freaking times. That is just not a recipe to do anything. Right. But I'm not panicking on this team yet. Nobody should. As strange as this sounds. Because they're one and two, and yeah, that's not good. But they're like two plays away from being three and oh, in my opinion. And if you take a really meta view, the Chiefs have lost their last two games by a combined seven points despite losing the turnover battle six to two no matter they can turn the ball over four times and still have a chance to go out and win this game yeah that's just how overbearing that offense is 
And I think Willie Gay comes back next week. Hopefully, Chavarius Ward gets healthy. The defense might improve. Maybe they'll start playing Juan Thornhill. <clears throat> but I'm not hitting the panic button on the Chiefs yet. I'm definitely – there's a concern rising. But this is still probably one of the best teams in the AFC still, as weird as that sounds. That, but full credit to the Chargers. You take oh, yeah. advantage of the turnovers. Justin Herbert still looks really good. I think Mike Williams is finally living up to the bill. Finally. It took him how many years? Hold on. Mike Williams always carves up the Chiefs, though. <laughs> yeah, but he's still every, good the first three weeks of the year. Every year, everyone's like, I don't know if Mike Williams is living up, but I'm a Chiefs fan. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Doesn't he have like 8,000 yards a year? <laughs> It seems like he um, goes off for like 120 and two TDs every time we play them. I do think the Chargers defense needs to be a bit better on the back end if they want to be playing in January. They have to because I trust the offense. I trust what they provide. Good running game, court, really good quarterback play. I, I'm willing to say Justin Herbert is almost to that great level. He's not elite, but for where he's at, he's really good. So Let's see what the Chargers provide on that Their defense, front. I think, was doing good enough. The Chiefs were moving well, but they were taking away big plays, which has kind of been the Chargers' calling card for, honestly, the last couple of years. They play a lot of too high. They try and take a, make you dink and dunk them to death, which the Chiefs can do. But I don't know. It's, this is a story of the Chargers are a good football team and the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot one too many times. Moving on to the Saints-Patriots. And, you know, when we were talking about games, I was really surprised he picked this. And then I was like, no, I'm not surprised. We, we got to talk about this. Um, so this is the Saints right now. They have a really good defense. I'm talking really good defense. They have a good running game, but I don't know what their throw game is. I have no idea what their offense truly is. And the Patriots, uh, it's just a growing pain season, probably, which sucks because I love Mac Jones. Yeah, the reason I was wanted to do this game was not because of the Saints. I have questions about the Saints. Are you week one and week three? Are you week two? Because there's a really stark difference between those two game, those two sets of you. There's yeah. no middle ground. There is you were terrible and you were good. Now part of that is Carolina's doing a lot of exotic pressure packages this year, which has worked wonders against rookie QBs and Jameis Winston. So that might be a part of it. I don't know what the Saints team is, and I think it might take a little more to find out. I think they have a good defense. I think they have an offense that as long as they can breed some of the pressures, they can get the ball out quickly. They're not going to make Jameis do too much, and they should be generally effective. My thing is, is what are the Patriots? This Patriots team is one and two. They have a fairly dominant win over the Jets. But they have a loss to the Dolphins and a pretty bad loss to the Saints. Who, who, what is this Patriots team? I would argue, I would argue that they should be two and one. They should have never lost to the Dolphins at home. I think I've been reading a lot of Patriots stuff because I'm curious because they have a they have a they have the quarterback. You know, Mac Jones is a rookie. I understand, but he can make every throw. Most of the complaints has been the, the play calling, saying that they're not taking shots downfield. It's just a bunch of dink and dunks. It's a run game. Like they, he, what I'm understanding is Patriot fans, and I agree with that after watching the tape the last three weeks, let him throw downfield. 
you don't you don't fear a defense throwing dink and dunks. You don't have elite playmakers to make that five yard catch in the twenty five. So, I think they're not playing to their expectations because the coaching staff is not letting Matt cook. Like, let Matt cook. Not that hard of a concept, but well, it's kind of hard for him to cook when the O line's getting. He was under. He was actually under pressure in that game. The Saints think, were getting to him, and I think that's just because the Saints' pass rush is that good. I, I don't know if they're going to play a lot of pass rushes as good as the Saints. Yeah, but that's a that could be a concern for Mac Jones. He doesn't have that top flight athleticism that a lot of these prospects do. So, like a good pass rush might be able to really mess with him. Although, like young Tom Brady, yeah, that's uh, fair. I'm not really sure what to take away. Um, he had some. The one pick was really not his fault. <laughs> that was, I don't know what the hell happened there. He should have actually thrown another pick, but it got dropped somehow. I don't know. It's probably just a growing pains game. I, I want to know more about this Pats team because at this moment, I just don't know what they are. I don't know what they do. Yeah. I, I want to see him against the, well, the Buccaneers are going to be fun. Yeah, Tom Brady goes home. I I just think they need to trust the quarterback. Let him let him throw those shots. I don't think they do it enough. They, they it's just too predictable. Like they were doing it at the end of the game, and to me, I was just like, "You guys are down big. Of course, you're gonna throw it deep. I don't give a shit about that. Like let them do it in the first quarter. Let them air it out." So I agree with you. Patriots are weird. I think they can get it together though, because their division is not good right now. It's just the Bills. Mm which we'll get to later on in the show. All right, Neil, now we're going to head to my favorite game of the week, which was Packers Niners. And the reason why is because it had everything you wanted. Momentum swings, big plays, haymakers, great defensive plays, like quarterback play from Rodgers, outstanding. Like Devontae every- Adams almost getting killed. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought he died the one play. Oh, my sweet Jesus. And then he just comes right back in. Well, it's because he got hit in the chest, not the helmet. It was still, like, hard to watch. I, I, that that kind of hit, this is going to get me in some flack with some more traditionalist football hands, but that is the kind of hit we need to take out of this game. What the hell was that dude accomplishing? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. He's already going down. He's stretched out. He's a defenseless receiver. He's stretched out. By that point, yeah, you could argue he didn't see the ball and he's trying to pop it loose, but... I don't know. That was such a violent hit on somebody who had no way to protect himself. And that is the kind of hit we need to get out of the game. I know it wasn't helmet to helmet. I know it was a textbook tackle per the rules, but it just, it wasn't right. Devontae Adams is already being tackled. I couldn't do a thing while that dude just nailed him dead on the chest. Right. I agree. Who are the Niners? Who are they? They're a football team based out of San Francisco, California, coached by head coach Kyle Shanahan. Are they that boring? Is that what you're saying? I I don't know what to make of them. Uh, Jimmy G is still Jimmy G, hair trigger, sometimes makes some great plays, and other times, what the hell are you doing, Jimmy? So he's still Jimmy. They still have a good run game. They're nice and creative with their zone reads. They get the ball moving side to side a lot. They have the same offensive philosophy as Shanahan. I think their defense is bad. I think they have an okay pass rush and have nothing on the back end right now. They have nothing on the back end. It's bad. I heard Richard Sherman's available. John Lynch, GM (laughs) of the Niners. He might help. 
Yeah, but why would he go back to the team that set up what <laughs> no this offseason? I don't know. I did this, man. That's struggling. Struggle. Yeah, that, that secondary looks bad, and that will be a problem going forward. They did have some moments. They got some pressure on uh, Aaron this game, so that was good. Yeah. But, like, that final – the final drive of the game, what – where the hell were you expecting them to throw the ball? <sighs> that was bad. How, back you've got to be in max protect there. You've got to be in man up three deep or prevent or whatever there. And you just let a guy post up 30 yards down the field with no one around him? What the hell are you doing? This is mind-blowing because they took the lead back and then they – didn't cover the best weapon. They just – I can't explain it either. It, but kudos to Rodgers and the Packers for taking advantage of it and Crosby hitting the game winner. Yeah, kudos to the Packers. They did a great job. They they admittedly let that game slip away twice. But yeah. they came back and won it and took advantage of the fact that the Niners – the Niners strung together some stops to get them into that game. And then on the most crucial drive of all, they just went – peace <laughs> just yeah. let him throw now admittedly it was the middle of the field i would bet they were probably trying to protect the sidelines not expecting them to just gun it down the middle but i still have no excuse for why they just gave up two huge chunk plays on the most crucial drive of the game it was a fun game though it really was yeah i i think when the season progresses this was a mammoth win for the packers like mammoth Man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good confidence boost for them because they've been questionable so far this year. All right, Neil, let's move on and let's just quickly recap the other games. Uh, we did not do a Thursday night football recap because Neil was doing a wedding. Uh, right. Panthers beat the Texans. Uh, McCaffrey being hurt, is that a game changer for the Panthers? Are they going to be okay? I think it's a game changer. Did you see how bad that offense got once he went out? Oh my god, nine day. Nine yeah, it day was difference. terrible. Um, uh, yeah, I have questions about that. So that might be a issue going forward. Uh, their defense looks really good. Yeah, as you were saying, they're flying all over to the ball. Uh, really, really clamped down on poor Davis Mills. Yeah, he has um, the long neck. Yeah, very long neck. I think the Texans can maybe get a first round pick out of Brandon Cooks. He's looked really good. Doesn't matter who's throwing the ball to him. And this is so weird. Everywhere he goes, he plays well. So, and the Texans defense is solid, but. Who would you trade him to? Hmm. Uh, Who's not the Colts? No, no, no. Ravens come to mind. That's like one of the first teams that come to mind. Um, Packers. I could see the Packers going all in and getting him. I could see. Oh, man, you really put me on the spot here. I'm trying to think. Uh, Denver, for sure. Denver would go all in on him. No, I don't think Denver should. They got too deep a receiving core to spend assets on that. He's already been to the Patriots. Well, he yeah. could go back to the Patriots. Bears? Sound like they're... Yes, but that doesn't fix the fact their O-line couldn't block me. I'm like going through a list dances. I'm really intrigued by this. Right now. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> Eagles, Eagles will go all in if if they can go get him. He would help them. They yeah. need number one. Um, so yeah, I, I McCaffrey's not out for the whole year, but we'll see what they do. If you could pick up, I believe it's 
um, Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. I picked him up in all my fantasy leagues. If you can, I would highly advise it. Highly. Look, he's not. He. I don't know what he is as a player, but that is an eighty grade name right there. Yeah, it is. Chubba um, Hubbard. Yeah, boy. Can we not talk about my Colts? Do you want me to handle this? No, I, I can just give a, like a quick summary. They're, they got a lot of injuries to, to their best players and their play calling head coach, who I love to death, has not called a good season yet. Do you do you wanna do you wanna say something to me? The guy who was telling you all week that Carson Wentz shouldn't freaking start. He shouldn't have. He was a tree. Like kudos yeah. for him wanting to play and be out there, but they were going to lose this game regardless because they didn't run the ball like they should because Tennessee's frauds. I don't care what their record says. They're not this good. They're still the, they're still the best team in the AFC South. That division is so bad. It's the NFC East of this year. It's horrifically bad. Like the Colts only being two games out of division lead three weeks in tells you something. That yeah, it's, it's bad. Ugh. Like, if the Colts get their shit together and go on a run, they might win the division because Tannehill's not good. I said that from the start. I think they can only play with a lead, and they proved it on this Sunday. Is their, this is the worst Tannehill's looked in years, and I honestly – it's probably the O-line. He's not getting the protection he needs. No, and the Colts got some pressure, but it's like they you have all these weapons, and you look worse. Like, A.J. And, Brown went out with a hamstring injury, which – that might be a problem, but they still have Julio Jones. And you still can't throw the ball. Oh my God. Here, you wanna you wanna guess who led the uh Titans in receiving yards last week? Okay, go ahead for it. I don't have it up. Nick Westbrook Akine. Oh god. He and you have AJ Brown. Yes, he did. They have AJ Brown and Julio Jones and Nick. Westbrook Akine is leading their team in carry and reception receiving yards, which I, I guess that's good. Someone's stepping up if they're covering the other dudes. Tannehill did have some nice uh, runs, like some scrambles, but I, if you're a Titans fan, you're, I, I would be as concerned as a Titans fan as I am as a Colts fan about Indianapolis. The record, I run out Tennessee's record, obviously, but it's just the way both teams look is bad. Um, we'll see what the Colts can do against Miami. We'll preview that later on in the week in Tennessee's game as well. Um, Josh Allen's back, and he's back with the vengeance. Holy shit. Oh, the poor Washington football team. There was 25 to 30 mile per hour winds in Buffalo. Trust me, I know. I'm, I live in New York, western New York, and it was that windy, and he was throwing it like there was nothing out there. Like, my God, he's got a cannon. And the offense looked good. They ran the ball with Zach Moss like that. I've been preaching for the last year. And he got every throw he wanted. They looked like what we thought the Bills are going to be. And their defense is legit. I know Washington's offense is not terrifying. And their defense is suspect right now, which is not good because they need that defense to be good to win their division. But, man, this was more about the Bills than Washington. That's what this game was. Yeah, the Washington season is kind of spiraling in front of their eyes. Their defense isn't as good as it was last year, not getting as much pressure. Their offense just looks – they have some moments, uh, like Antonio Gibson had a 73-yard uh, touchdown, so that's always fun. Yeah. 
but th- their season's just going to crap in front of their eyes. They're hurt and some uh, at quarterback, which always sucks, but their defense isn't getting stops. And that was going to be their whole strength this year. So I don't know what to tell them. No, no, not good. And by the way, uh, I picked against the Colts. And uh, we both got those games right, Neil. Yes, we did. And uh, here's a game I got really wrong. Uh, Justin Fields' debut was pretty terrible against Cleveland. Oh, oh my, my God. Miles Garrett had a field day. Th- that Bears offensive line is worse than the chair you're sitting in at the office or at home or wherever you're at listening to this podcast. Like, Well, that chair probably rolls at least. Oh, God. There's so that Bears offense is so broken. Uh, Justin Fields didn't help himself. Don't get me wrong, but there's so much going on wrong there. The play calling was bad. The O line was bad. It just they didn't do anything to help Fields out. It was okay. Matt Nagy's going to get. We're going fired. on the record here. Yeah, we're going on the record with that. How many weeks? I'm going to say the over under is at ten. If that offense doesn't look better, I'd say yeah, week ten. Okay, I'm going to go the over. I bet it's by, like, week 11, week 12. So not too far after, but, like, yeah, he's got to go. Like, he has been their problem ever since he got them to – was it the NFC Championship game or the divisional round? He got decently far, like, his first or second year, and they just haven't been good since. Um, and kudos to Cleveland. They got big uh, OBJ back, Odell Beckham Jr., that looks better. Kareem Hunt had a nice game. So, Browns are chugging along. We told you guys they're going to be a really good team this year. Yeah. they Their O-line took it. They had a little struggle early with uh, Chicago's defensive front, but they got it together, and, yeah, they rolled over. And, God, I just saved Justin Fields from Matt Nagy. Please. Um, who was more excited about Justin Ticker? Justin, Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker's field goal. Justin Kicker is probably right at this point. Pat McAfee or the Ravens? <laughs> Who's more happy? Uh, I don't watch much McAfee content, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. But, oh, boy, what a freaking kick. My God. He set a record. 66-yard game-winning field goal. You know what and... I find funny, though? What? You know what? The last – I think the last record-setting field goal was also set against the Lions. Oh, no. Are you serious? I think they were showing that was the last one was also against the lions, which is, Oh, brutal. Brutal. Oh my God. Brutal. Um, Kudos to the lions though. I mean, I think the Ravens have serious questions. I just don't know what to make of them, but I, I credit the lions for staying in there and playing hard, but man, Justin Tucker probably saved the Ravens season with that (laughs) kick. Well, at least saved him from a bad loss. I like this Lions team. They're bad. They're they're not good. They just don't have the talent. But they, I'll give credit to Dan Campbell, who I was definitely mocking in the offseason for the whole biting the kneecaps thing and the fact he drinks so much coffee. I'm pretty sure you can't actually catch his heartbeat on an ECG. <laughs> but he's got that team playing hard. And you know what? I can't argue with that. It wins your games. Mm-hmm. Well, not this year for them. They just don't have the talent. But. No. Um, here's the game that I told everybody not to watch, and there's a good reason for it, is the Falcons got their first win of the year against the Giants, and it was 17-14. I wanted to peel my eyeballs out watching it. Um, 
Oh, dear Jesus. What the hell has gone wrong with the Giants? I had high hopes for them coming into the season. They got spicy near the end of last year. Their defense looked okay. We're like, okay, maybe this is L. They have fallen apart so hard. Hard. Like, Saquon's not looked good. He got a touchdown finally, but I don't know what – is Joe Judge getting the can? If that team doesn't doesn't get better real soon, it's more than Joe Judge. That is going to be a culling. Because that team is inexcusably bad. 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 Yeah. If on the ownership, pink slips are being ready. If you're a team looking for a quarterback, by the way, the Daniel Jones reclamation project will probably be hitting the market next year. He might be worth a flyer. Is he? No, I don't even think he's worth a flyer. He's not I good. think he is. If Carson Wentz is worth a flyer. Carson Wentz. Daniel Jones least... is worth a flyer. Oh, hold up here. Carson Wentz has at least done something in this league. What has Daniel Jones done? He has good speed. He has some decent – when he has time, he throws a decent deep ball, and he's been stuck on a god-awful Giants team with no pass protection for three years now. Dude, Sam Darnold's getting a second freaking chance down in Carolina. You can't tell me that Daniel Jones doesn't at least deserve that courtesy to see if somebody won't go. Well, maybe if we put a team around him. But what Sorry, team is going to take him next line year? around him. What team? I don't know. The Broncos. They have their quarterback. And their do future ones Teddy, playing do you think, right now. Do you think Teddy's their quarterback from the future, for the, um, the entire future? No. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is their quarterback next year. You shut your mouth. It's going to happen. You, nope, you shut your mouth. You're going to be so pissed off, dude. Some, some team's going to take a flyer on Jones as a backup or as a reclamation project. A, I, he'll go I think he's route. worth a reclamation project. Okay, who would, That's, okay. who would you rather have? Yep. Daniel Jones for next year. Daniel Jones or Mitchell mm-hmm. Trubisky? Jones. Oh, my God. Stop. Jones has showed so much more than Trubisky has. Trubisky got to the playoffs. Trubisky's defense got to the playoffs. He still played well, well enough to not Yeah, lose. Daniel Jones is at spurts too. <laughs> and at least he can throw to his left. <laughs> okay, we're, we have spent way too much time on this yeah, garbage too much time on this garbage game. Anyway, Bengals got to win. Good for them. Yay. <laughs> Bengals, Steelers, um, you should have went with your hot take. Yeah, before the season started, I was texting some friends going, you know what? I think the Bengals are might be better than the Steelers this year. And me, being the inexplic- inexplicable coward that I am, was like, eh, Steelers in the line, I'll, I'll, hedge, I'll hedge it on the pod. I should not have done that. This Steelers team is exactly who I thought they were. They have a good defense with questionable secondary and an offense which can do jackal against anybody. Hey. So you know what? I should have stuck with my guns and I should have told about this because this Steelers team is bad. That week one game was a fluke and we are seeing it now in week three. However, you did get one thing right and I will drive it home the rest of the damn year because you're helping my fantasy team. Jamar Chase (laughs) is legit. He's a wide receiver one as a rookie and Joe Burrow, my man, throwing deep shots in every game. I live for it. And I you're, respect it. You're welcome for that one, man. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that as my one dub for the year. Yeah, Bengals look good so far. Two and one's good. Um, 
they probably should be three and zero. They shouldn't have lost to Chicago the way they did, but mm-hmm. whatever, it's fine. Two and one's good for them right now. Um, Arizona and Jacksonville. Um, this game was really weird. In Jacksonville, kick Daniel six, pulled, kick six, kick six, kick six. There was a kick six, and Jacksonville had Arizona on the ropes, and then Jacksonville, Jacksonville, like. Why are you calling a flea flicker on your side of the 20? And then why would you throw it? Here, that, that's not the worst part. It was Trevor Lawrence threw the ball, Neil. He threw the fucking ball at the defender. He's oh, he's been so up and down. But like they, they showed signs that they might be good. Like at some things they can run the ball. They finally ran it with their bell cow in Robinson. Finally, Jesus Christ, what took so long? I think they have decent weapons on the outside. Their offensive line needs to be better for Trevor Lawrence. He makes decent throws, and he does throws that rookies make. But their defense is horrific. Oh, yeah, they're really bad. Oh, and and then Arizona, like, how are you down nine points in Jacksonville? For Christ's sakes, the message of the pod is chairs are better than defenses. In that the AFC South is garbage. This actually is an AFC South awareness pod. We're just every week we want to tell you the AFC South is trash. But good, it's a good win for Arizona. They they need to win because sometimes teams struggle. I respect yeah. that. And yeah. you know what? They went down 10 to 19 and then scored 21 unanswered. So now you know who has a worse offensive line than the Steelers, Giants, and Jaguars all combined? It's the Jets. Okay, did you see that thing with Greg Van Rotten saying, well, well, uh, Zach needs to learn to throw the ball faster. And of course, Are you we need to protect kidding me. Yeah, he said he needs to learn the ball. I know ball I faster. saw it. He was racing like... in 1.7 seconds. What do you want him to do? How about you give him three seconds to survey the fucking field? Give him two and a half. I'll settle for that. Like Zach Wilson's actually really good. And he makes the throws that make him look really good. But uh... you, you don't protect him. I couldn't believe that. Oh, he's got to learn to throw faster. He was throwing. He was the first fastest average throw time in the league last year. Dog, if I was Shut the up. coach, if I was the coach or GM, I make that fucker run suicides. I'm serious. You don't say that about your quarterback who is dying because you can't protect his ass. I I, I would cut him from the team. I'm serious. Well, he's bad anyway, so yeah. So, dude, I'll, the, the the chair I'm sitting in is better than him. Neil, I'm serious. Can we get an agent for your chair? Because that sounds like an amazing football player. I I know. (laughs) I'm just serious. Like, Zach Wilson's not the problem. Yeah, he makes some bad throws occasionally. He's a rookie. But, like, they have nice weapons. We've said that all year. They don't have an O-line. And their defense kept them in the game. But, oh. Yeah, there's a lot of problems on that team. Now, however, on the flip side of it, your Denver Broncos – are three and oh but who have they played they've played but, nobody that's the best part <laughs> nobody they've played has won a freaking game yet and like they've had convincing wins over these teams which is good that's what you want to see but what, what do you know about this team i know that teddy i know teddy has fixed their offensive problems has he yes no but seriously has he yeah because i think so because they've played the Giants, who have a god-awful defense this year. They've played the Jaguars, who have an even more god-awful defense this year. And the Jets, who are about not really breaking that god-awful trend. They, they haven't played 
anybody that makes me I still have the same take on the Broncos that I had before the season started because I have gotten zero information from their first three games. I think Teddy looks good. I, he's not beating – he's not setting a world fire. He just looks good. Yeah, Teddy does look good, but what's he going to do against an actual team? We'll have to wait and find out. Hopefully the Ravens will give us a test so we can learn something, but they're banged up on the defensive end too. And your Las Vegas Raiders are 3-0 and now. <sighs> Boy, how does that feel? I, I hate everything. They got a, a nice overtime win against a Jacoby Brissett-led Dolphins team, which I'm kind of disappointed in the Raiders. I feel like they played down to their competition because the Dolphins' defense is solid, but their offense is not going to be good for another two weeks at least. Yeah, something like that. I, uh, oh, man, I don't know. I, I would not call this victory nice. You let the no. Dolphins get up big on you. Then you get to 11-point lead. That's good. Then you blow the lead. And then you take almost all of overtime to kick a winning field goal. That game was almost a tie. I was praying for it. I was was so – I was hoping their kicker shanked a chip shot. Oh, my. It would have just been perfect. The Raiders are another team that I'm not sure what I think about. I think they're good. I think their offense is good. But I want to see their defense against, you know – a football team. Yeah. Cause they got carved up by the Ravens in week one. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Derek Carr is legit. Yes. He's been legit for a couple of seasons now. I don't know about the rest of their team. It's suspect. They also don't have their bell cow and Josh Jacobs. He's hurt. So we'll just have to see what the Raiders look like. Um, moving on to our last, uh, second to last game, Neil. Seahawks, Vikings. The Vikings are our team we don't understand. Beat the other team we don't understand, which is the Seattle Seahawks. I know. I was I was looking at this game and I was just like, "What's my takeaway here?" My takeaway is that I understand neither of these teams in any conceivable moment. It's just I don't know if they should ever actually meet because I think they just form a paradox from which football cannot escape. I think, um, I think you should be worried if you're a Seattle fan. Yeah, that secondary looks bad. You weren't getting much push on the O-line. You got ran over by Alexander Madison, not even Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah, there's some issues. Your O-line didn't look great again this week. The, it seemed like the uh, Vikings pass rush was actually really doing good work. Yeah, there's some concerns up in Seattle. Yeah. I agree. Uh, good win for the Vikings, though. They got to win one eventually, if right? They, if they play like this, they're going to be a tough team to beat. If yeah. they play like this, I can't guarantee that on a week-to-week basis. No, I can't either. And moving on to my Super Bowl favorites, the Dallas Cowboys. And, Neil, how about them Cowboys? You sound way too excited for the Cowboys being They good. are so much fun to watch. I hate that, too. I fucking <laughs> hate it. I hate it. With, they're my Super Bowl pick. That's why I'm happy. But I'm also happy because I'm happy for Dak Prescott, who they're not throwing the ball 50 times again. Neil, I told you this last week. Just run the damn ball and let Dak be elite. Dak's going to get his. Get his. Just, let, just, just be unpredictable. And that's what they are. They are so good on offense. They're hard to stop. Their defense is now average, and I don't know what to take of the Eagles because I think they just played a really good team. Yeah, the Eagles, I'm not sure. What to, I'm with you. I'm not sure what to do with the Eagles. They played the Niners tough last week. Uh, they won in week one, but I think this is probably not a good football team. They're playing good. Uh, Nick Sirianni's got them doing okay. One of those 
picks wasn't really on Jalen Hurts. Uh, Devonta Smith slipped at the top of his route, and that's never good. Nope. Um, yeah, it's just I think the Eagles are going to go through some growing pains this year if they are indeed on the rise. And the Cowboys are who we thought they were offensively and better than who I thought they were defensively. I still have questions because I like to see a lot more. They didn't look great in week one. They looked good in week two, admittedly with the Chargers taking, shooting all of the shots into their feet. Yes. And then against the Eagles team, which I do have questions on the offensive end against teams who aren't the Falcons. So the theme for week three, Neil, was it was just weird. Yeah, it was an anarchy week. And I'm here for it. And week four, it has the potential and it starts with Thursday night football, Neil. Jaguars, Bengals, and I'm here for it. I wasn't at first, and now I'm like so here for it. Like I want to see Joe Burrow throw for 400 fucking yards and just carve this Jaguars team to like sliced cheese against that defense. He might. Oh my god! Like it might be an ass beating, but it might be a beautiful ass beating if there ever is such a thing. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Give me Cincy in that one. Although I have this nagging thought at the back of my head that the Bengals are the kind of team that will let Jacksonville take their lone win of the season against them. And I, that's why I'm here for this game. It might happen. Uh, Cincinnati is seven and a half point favorite. Are you taking the spread? Yeah, I'll take the Bengals. I dare's just Jacksonville to show me nothing. Nothing. I think Jacksonville will keep it close till halftime. And then the Bengals will separate themselves and get the third win of the season. And you know what? You, if they pull that off, it's I'm, it's time to talk about them winning the division. I think. Oh, whoa, 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 If if Joe wild Burrow, card team maybe winning the division, let's pump the brakes on no, that. No, I'm not going to. If they, the best quarterback always wins the division. Nine times out of ten. Have you seen the Cleveland Browns though? I have, but Joe Burrow is better than Baker Mayfield right now. And you can't argue with me on this one. I, I'm just not going to. I'm just going to move on with my life. <laughs> I just, I just love Joe Burrow. I really like what he has right now, and we'll just see. Got to play the game. Neil, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, let's let's get off of football for a second there, bud. How was uh, how you feeling about the good old Cincinnati Red Legs? <sighs> okay. The St. Louis Cardinals have won 16 this, fucking Describe straight. to me the pain you feel when I read streak, win 16 next to the cards. Is it a okay. stabbing pain? A burning pain? Burning. Hmm. Because they were there at the start of this month with the, the, with the two-game lead over the Padres. Cardinals were like six back. And then the St. Louis fucking Cardinals have to pull their bullshit every – it's like the Giants with their even-year shit. And now it's odd year <laughs> with the Giants. I, it, it doesn't matter what they have. Like, the Cardinals don't have good pitching. They have one good pitcher. They just oh, – let's, let's we'll, we'll stew in the pain. You know what, though? Guess what? Hockey starts here soon, so is basketball. Like, hockey preseason's on right now, and I got it on in the background. I'm sorry. It's something I yeah. can't watch. I can't watch my red legs anymore, man. I just know they're not going to win it. No, they're five and a half. Ba- okay. That's enough baseball. <laughs> the yeah. Reds aren't going to win the wild card spot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, enjoy football. And we'll be yeah. back after Thursday night football. By the way, you can find this podcast 
on most podcast platforms. Please share with your friends. It's this good old sports talk about football that you do at anywhere, your work, your friends, anywhere. And you can find us on Twitter, Neil. Yeah, you can find us at uh, oh TT. I got you. TT. TTSF. TTSF underscore podcast. And Neil and I are also there. We tweet. I tweet a bunch of stuff throughout the day. Uh, you can find a bunch of information uh, from various outlets on what's going on for your team and other team and everything that you need to know. But yeah, we're on most podcast platforms. Share with your friends. And Neil, we're getting close to 100 downloads on this episode. Oh, awesome. So thank you for uh, for uh, supporting us where it is trying to bring you insight on our perspective. And uh, also uh, a quick shout out real quick, Neil, to the University of Utah football team, losing another oh. player to a tragic accident. Um, life's too short to be mad. Um, I know I get pissed off about people not being vaccinated with the pandemic, but to be honest with you, life's really short. Hug your loved ones. Tell them you love them because, man – it's just it's hard it's just a game you should enjoy it have fun but don't take it too seriously because life's more important and i hate to end on a summer note but i just want to shout out to the Utah football team our alma mater because man that's hard two straight years damn so um anyway enjoy thursday night football we'll be back after the game the preview week three which it has some games neil it has some and it has some that include the titans jets On that note, have a great day, everybody. Have a good day, all.